What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 355 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I am your host, Christian Piles, joined occasionally and fortunately and luckily today by the one and only, the mean-eyed cat himself, Willie Saylor. He's here. He's in Easton, PA. I'm pumped. He's I'm ready pumped. to slay it. Kyle Brackey, they went twins with the hats, final X hats, very uh, very on brand. I love the coordination. Nice. I didn't even know he was doing that because I can't see him. I don't know so. how you can see anything as low as your head is, Brackey. It's like it's like over. You look like you're you're uh, undercover or something. I am. Okay, he's undercover. I already had a re- I already had a Red Bull this morning, so I'm ready to go. Oh wow, Red Bull Brackey. Okay. Fretwell's like a monster guy. Yeah, he's... Monster energy. There you go. Okay. It's here. It is the Iowa-Oklahoma State of Palooza show. We're going to go through it match by match. And I think, you know what? Why don't we just start with it? What are we waiting for? Why don't we just start let's with go. it? Let's go. Yeah, let's just get it going. Um, any any first initial thoughts, Willie, before we get into the match by match I mean, breakdown? My, f- my first thought is that Penn State would be both of them. <laughs> Oh my God! I mean, it's. Listen. I mean, listen. It, now, now, help me out here, Willie. Before we get into that, are am I generalizing the the fan base with that, or am I just like you know, pr- presenting a, a preponderance of evidence that you know there's a, a subset of Penn State fans that make everything in wrestling about them? Well, I mean. When you're talking, I'm guilty of saying, well, Iowa fans do this. It's, it's not Iowa fans. It's a subset of Iowa of fans. You know, it's message board. I mean, it's a large population of people who post. Um, maybe the general, the larger Iowa contingent doesn't feel that way. Maybe the larger Penn State fan base doesn't have their brain go right there. But the people that post, their, their brain goes to, well, what about North? Well, well, it doesn't matter, Penn State. Listen, Iowa, Oklahoma State is the biggest duel of the year, or certainly one of them, because we haven't seen a lot of the top matchups this year. You know, you had Penn State, Ohio State, and a couple others in there that were really good, really big. But Oklahoma State, Iowa, uh, it's the biggest duel of the year, and it's right in front of us. We don't need Penn State fans going, well, Penn State would beat both of them. Well, I mean, that's like... That's like, uh, you know, the Patriots and the whoever. Patriots and Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. Well, the Steelers have the most Super Bowls, so. Okay, okay Super Bowl. Who cares about the Super Bowl? Um, yeah, but that wasn't even the one that, that got me fired up last night. It was a picture. What got of, you fired up? It was Marinelli um, patting the Eli on the Wisconsin mat. You know, pretty touching moment. And somehow, you know, you see a – you see – Alex Marinelli on a Wisconsin mat, and you somehow make that about that is like that is like the embodiment of the North Next topic. We introduced the world to North Next topic uh, uh, phenomenon, and I, I worry it hasn't helped at all. Well, so. the worst part is there's a guy that's called North Next Topic. He made an account, and he still don't get it. Yes, he doesn't understand what North Next Topic means, which is the ultimate irony. Um, okay, here we go. No Penn State wrestling in this duel. We've got 125 pounds. Nick Piccinini versus uh, Spencer Lee. The line here is pitch plus four and a half. 
Willie, um, why don't you get it started? Well, I mean, I think that we've seen the best version of Pitch this year, uh, the best version we've ever seen of him. Um, and and Spencer has been a little off, I guess. Uh, you know, you could say that Spencer hasn't looked like the dominant Spencer, but we mentioned on last show that uh, he looked like he had a little more gusto last time. So, you know, they have two previous meetings. One was 10-5 Spencer, and the other was a second period fall. That was at NCAAs. So um, I think, you know, you could give a, a differential of Spencer. When Spencer's on, he's probably the best on his feet in the country. Um I think it comes down to if you believe that Spencer has a turn in him. Yeah, I mean, yeah. really, are, are we going to know what's going to happen in this match? Are we going to have know what? I think we're going to know what kind of match it is after the first period, right? I mean, if it's if it's six zero eight zero type of thing for for Spencer, it's it's over, right? Obviously, it's over for for most guys, but you know, but if it can be. 2-1, 4-2 even, even 4-0, you can kind of feel like, okay, I can see how this could maybe turn into a thing for pitch. But So I, and, that's what know, I'm most interested to see. Uh, Spencer hasn't been great in the third period, so that's sort of documented. And if pitch can get there, um, you know, pitch is great on top. Yeah. And I was going to say, we haven't really seen Spencer turn before, but I guess, you know, Glory did, did in fact turn him and nearly – nearly pinned him uh, but I just think he's he's looking better now and my question is you know we saw Sebastian Rivera and if there's maybe a wrestler that you could compare most closely to Sebastian Rivera at 125 pounds it might be pitch right but I, I just I, I'm curious if he can implement some of that game plan if he's going to be able to keep Spencer off him the way Sebastian was able to yeah I mean, that's that's the thing. How many times has Pitch been taken down? I mean, in the in the match with Glory, Glory took him down, right? Right. Um. So, man, I you know I saw that clip flow. We posted a clip of real quick of Spencer taking Pitch down, and Spencer's movement and and speed was crazy. Crazy. And I'm like. I don't know. Even if the best version of pitch can stop that. Yeah, it's tough. Um, the, the line is really super interesting. I, I, I really think, you know, as I was as the as the duel was approaching, and, and so much focus is on the first two weights. For a while, I was like, I think actually, pitch might have a better shot than DeSanto. I just don't like the matchup for DeSanto against Dayton. Now I'm, I'm starting to maybe drift back towards reality and DeSanto definitely has a better shot. And uh, while I do think pitch is super, super, super good having his best year, he's undefeated right now. Just what I've seen from Spencer the last week or so, I think he's back, but I think the first period is going to determine it. And I don't think it's going to be a, um, I don't think it's bonus. I think it's a, a regular decision for Spencer Lee, but I'm I'm not ruling out an upset here. I I mean yeah I, I'm with you. I'm not I'm not picking pitch. I'm not ruling out an upset. I listen Spencer. I, I don't know how you can rule out anything. I don't know how you can. I don't I don't think you can rule out a major. I don't think you can rule out um, 
a regular decision. I don't know how you can rule out an upset. Yeah, you can't rule out you any from decision to pin. You cannot rule that out with Spencer, and you can't yeah. rule out a you know just a regular victory for pitch at this point, which is why the the first two matches are so insanely exciting. It's like the the unknown is insane. It's weird that there's so much unknown with it, considering these two have wrestled twice. But I really, I think there's a big element of mystery here. Um, now, it, it could be something where. Spencer just annihilates him, of course. But uh, so we're operating under that assumption, and I have uh, the wrestling nomads picks here. I requested them, All right? And nice. he sent them. Uh, but first, let's get uh, let's go to Stephen Stephen Kyle. I like Spencer by regular decision. Um, I think he probably has a first period where he gets a takedown, maybe a turn, um, and I think it's kind of like their first match. You know, if Spencer gets big enough cushion to where no matter what pitch does in the third, it's probably out of reach. Yes. Did you guys remember the 10-5 match? Like it was Talk about how that one went a ago. little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, it was kind of like a, it was Spencer early. He got a takedown and a turn. And then towards I – mean, he just kind of hung on at the end. He gave up is it two or three – I guess two takedowns. Two takedowns. Um, it was 10-0, I think, going into the third, or 10-1, something like that, going into the third period. And his bottom movement wasn't really there either. You know, he, he does this thing where he kind of cradles. He puts himself in a cradle, but no one can ever, like, take him over. But Pitch was – if he had maybe 10 more seconds, he might have been able to take him over. But, um, yeah, I just feel like we, we've seen Spencer hang on to this <clears throat> before, and we should probably expect it again. And he, he seems to be pretty good right now. So, um, so regular decision, regular decision. What Nomad take? Nomad – um, he took Spencer, and this is so annoying. This, but it's so nomad too. It's so nomad. All right, so he sends me his winners, right? So I have all his winners, and we'll, we'll go into those. And I'm like, no bonus. He's like, there will be two bouts with bonus. Don't feel like picking where. So I said, fine, <laughs> fine. That's so nomad. That is so nomad. But because he doesn't pick, it's like that thing. If you don't choose, it'll be chosen for you. So we get to determine where the bonus point wins are for, for Nomad. And those are his official picks on the record. So let's be uh, creative and think about when that would be the most fun. Hey. <laughs> Yo. Great question from Facebook. Love would it. you guys rather see 125-133 uh, to start the duel or end it? Come on, dude. Yep. Come I on. I agree. Is that one of them rhetorical questions, Spracky? Well, no. You could start the duel with just awesome matches. And, and you should split it up and end with stole white start at 33 end with 25 yeah who says no probably john smith and tom brands but other than that not many other people quite saying no um that would be sick man you know what that should be uh john's changed the match order before has he yeah they ended with heil meredith that wyoming duel okay all right and they ended with bridges fix in the, the wyoming duel this year maybe they just draw Okay, well, let's see if we can make it happen. But those, I just feel like they're always going to start at 25. You don't have to end with Stole White, guys. You don't have to. Um, put it on prime time, right? But don't. Put it on prime time, but don't do what you should do for prime time. Do you want to address that, Willie? No, nope, no. Nope, we're going to get into that later. That's we're later. Keep on moving. We're gonna, okay. after, after we make our picks, we're going to address the stupid prime time thing. But now, we're going to go. <laughs> 
DeSanchez versus DeSanchez. Okay. And uh, the, the local Oklahoma media, they're they're a little worried. They're concerned about Austin DeSanto and his DeSantics because they're asking John, they're asking uh, uh, Dayton, what do you think about this guy? He's kind of got some extracurriculars. And, of course, John Smith was like, I don't know, maybe a little overblown, but we're not going to worry about that. We're going to control our blah, blah, blah. And same Dayton Fix is like, I'll let my wrestling do the talking. Uh, so they're aware of it. They've been so made aware of Austin DeSanto, if it's possible to avoid uh, knowing what he's been up to this year. But I, I think this is another super fascinating one. And this, this, this matchup probably typifies the Iowa-Oklahoma State rivalry the most. I don't think Dayton is the most Oklahoma State like vintage guy. I think that's probably Cade Brock from a stylistic standpoint. But DeSanto is certainly extremely Iowa style, like the the most quintessential. Quintessential, yeah. quintessential. yes, Willie. Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it, <clears throat> you know, Dayton has a lot of slickness, and DeSanto moves forward, moves forward. Will, I mean, DeSanto... He sort of broke the unbreakable with Zuriano. Um, and so you can say, you know, Dayton doesn't get tired, but neither did Nick. Does DeSanto's pace um, catch up to, to fix? Or does all that forward, forward pressure, I mean, slide by, duck under, yada, yada, apart. yada for Dayton? So, so I, I'm... I think we're all kind of on the same wavelength there, Willie. My my question is, and how I can see it, you know, if DeSanto gives up an early takedown and gets ridden or something, I mean, Dayton can ride, right? He's a really good leg rider. He's tough to get away from. We've seen uh, DeSanto struggle with leg riders last year with Mueller. Mueller just threw legs in on multiple occasions and gave him some real trouble from the top position. Now, he ultimately figured out how to beat Mueller, but, you know, fix a, a different different animal so i could see I, I think if i'm if i'm dating if i'm oklahoma state if i'm that staff i i think a huge thing especially if there's concerns about pace and like you said we've never seen dayton gas that i can recall however same like you just said with Suriano, we haven't seen that either and it happened so do you think man if you can get an early takedown and you can get a good ride going is that something where, okay, that's going to mitigate a lot of pace if this guy's spending, you know, a minute or two on his belly? Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, we've seen Dayton be good on top. I've, you know, I remember, right, wasn't the first two weeks or something, we were like, wow, Dayton's really good on riding. So um, maybe that's the game plan. The thing I worry about with DeSanto is sometimes, um, you know, if they, if, Obviously, the brands are amazing coaches, right? They're going to have this scouted. They're, they might tell DeSanto, um, you know, watch your watch your heavy ties and and watch yourself when you're in there. But I think that's DeSanto's speed since he was five. So you can say that and maybe he does that for a little, but at some point, natural kind of history, uh, he's going to go back to that. Oh, for sure. Okay. So I I feel confident in a Dayton decision here. But, I mean, DeSanto's been proving me wrong. He proved me wrong with Soriano. That's for sure. Did not expect him to win there. And, you know, he's going to be ready to go and fired up. Hopefully no DeSantis beyond the ones we love. Um, 
where he kind of yells and is demonstrative and funny and wrestles hard. Uh, hoping for a great one here. I think it's, man, one of the matches I'm most excited to watch. Huh? We'll learn a lot. We'll learn a lot. You know, I said I said Austin's not in the he's not in that top tier. I said that. I mean, clearly he can change my mind Sunday. But right now I have the you know the three I mentioned. What's before. the line on that? Two and a half for Dayton, which I don't know, man. I that's a, I we're gonna get into um, Christian Pyle's Department of Agriculture uh, later on, where I give away Is that another landed give, farm. I'm gonna give away another farm um, to the All people. Right. Two straight weeks of giving farms away. I'm going to do it again. This is not one. Uh, if I had to bet one of them, I would bet DeSanto plus two and a half. Um, I think that's the value, but that's not the farm bet. It didn't open at two and a half. It must have got bet to two and a half. What did it start at? It started at one and a half or two. Um, also, people are really like in Dayton. Yeah. Okay. And I think at that I think at like one and a half, two, maybe Dayton, but two and a half. The only thing that worries me, like if in that direction is like, if you went with DeSanto at two and a half and, and fixes up three, two with 30 left, DeSanto is going to be coming like a bat out of hell and you could tack on an extra takedown. Potentially, I mean, yeah. Listen, DeSanto's not going to lose 3-2 by standing around saying, eh, there was no shot available. Yeah, he will He will do something to mix it up. Uh, so that's where I see the value. Um, Kyle Bracke, your selection, please, sir. I'm going to take Dane Fix by decision. Fix decision. We are united here. Um, Dan picked Dayton here, and uh, we'll say by pin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good job. Good pick, Dan. Good pick, Dan. Putting it on the line. I love it. 141, Max Murin for Iowa. Cade Brock, Oklahoma State. Cade, they said this on the broadcast, has not beat a ranked wrestler this year. No. That's not true, though, because he beat Sam Turner. So, kind of a lie. But, um, he's like... His percentage is really low. He like beat he had, Albert for like six minutes and fifty-eight seconds. Yeah, he had him beat. He is a uh, man. He is the ultimate wild card. You know, he's ranked fourteenth right now. He lost to Ironman. He I lost to Parker. Like, Parker. What do I feel like? Iowa has no chance in this match, and yet they probably do. Because. I do think they don't – yeah, I agree. <laughs> Iowa doesn't match up great here, but I just don't see them getting smoked. You know, and we're going to talk about some of the matches where they can they can pick up some points. This is one where they can definitely win. Max Murin is not ranked currently because he got Luigsed, uh on Friday. But still, I think this is, this is a toss-up match, right? I think this is a really close one. But At this point in time? At this point in time – but need and really, these are both guys that the team needs, right? They need them in at, for conferences and NCAAs to be. Am I just going by Brock's history, like, like just that he's a better guy and a better thing historically? When I go like this, okay, one of I mean one twenty five, okay, I go 
Spencer, 133. I go Dayton, 141. Okay, I go Brock. Am I just passing by that too quickly? No, I don't think you are. I no? mean, that's that's what I did. I'm. Listen, you can because we're. I think we're saying the same thing. Yeah, Dip Murin can win, but I'm not picking that. I'm not going to pick against yeah. Cade Brock against Max Murin. It's not like I. If Max had been having a great year, sure. If he hadn't just got Luigsed uh, a week ago, sure. <laughs> but he got Luigsed, so I'm going with Cade Brock, who is who has done many things, but he's never been Luigsed. He's never been leagued. So Kyle, I've got, I'm going Brock too. Decision. Cade decision. So I'm I'm going Cade decision here. He's, I know it's crazy because he hasn't been awesome this year, but he's actually looked better recently. Mm-hmm. The Jay Nyerman pin yeah. was very predictable. Um, <laughs> like Cade is gonna do like he's gonna go to where guys are good because he feels really confident in himself. Um, so and I can't unsee Luigs, or however you say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, Google loss. Was that a Google loss for you guys? It was. It was borderline WikiLeaks loss. Because <laughs> I had never heard of Luigs. No, no offense. And you know everybody. And you know every, you know every wrestler actually, on every Division actually, One roster. I, actually, I did hear of him. Okay. But I did. I, I certainly. I didn't know he was a starter. Where's he from? He's India. from Indiana. <laughs> Checks out. Good guess. And Daniel Roy Lobdell Jr. Well, I'll be. Max Power Double. Wow. Did he really? Yep. Dan. Dan, you know, Dan's on his way. He's on he, his way. En route to this house right now. Dang. That sounds good. Um okay. I can't wait to see the gems he comes up with on Tinder for Easton. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh ah, alright Re- recover here recover 149 Pat Lugo versus Caden Giefeller Giefeller now yeah, what a weird one I don't think it is you don't I, think it's weird no I think uh man you just just look at their years side by side I don't think it's weird. I think Caden is a huge, huge favorite. Um, yeah. Um, I yeah, think here. You, you know what I think it is. You know what I think. Here's what it is. I, I think I know. Because I think I'm going through the same thing you're going right now, Willie. Because there's a pragmatic side of me that says for sure, G. Just look at side by side the year. Then there's just that gut thing, like I don't know. I just don't know because, well, we saw – and it could be a little recency with the with the Mahler loss. Not that that's – I mean, shame that's that. all it is. Yeah. If I, if I never saw the Mahler – the Brock Mahler match, if it was a week – let's say let's say G just sat out or something or mm-hmm. that Missouri wasn't on the schedule. If that match never happened, I'm sitting here saying, yeah, G, all day by – at least, you know, by a takedown or, or something. But that match did happen, and the way I feel is G wasn't close to a takedown. Um, he just didn't look right. I can't, I can't take a guy that didn't look right over over Lugo, who knows how to win close matches. I hear that. I feel that. However, 
just knowing the the point scoring potential on both sides, it's really tough to pick against G. And I think you look at the but but the one thing I am worried about it's not so much that he lost to Mahler or how even how he lost to Mahler. It's just freshmen just have a tendency to have just periods where there's lulls, right? Yeah. And I think it's more of, it could be more of a freshman lull thing with with G than it is, um, you know, him not wrestling well. It's just some, one of those just natural things that happen. So I'm more I'm more worried about that than those two actually the, being super close in skill. How about the technical side of things? I just um, no, I, I say I say Lugo, but Lugo is not taking G down with those sort of half shot kind of things and like. Like Jesus, scrambler. He can scramble. I mean, he'll, he'll fight. He'll fight takedowns off. I don't know. Do you think Lugo has the firepower to take him down? Well, Lugo's best hold is his underhook, right? And G is very comfortable upper body. He likes underhooks too, but he's also good with overhooks. He can wrestle where wrestle there. And I, for the guys that have been able to finish on on G by and large can finish quickly. And you know, we were talking about it Tuesday. It's like G doesn't finish that or uh, Lugo doesn't finish that quickly. Yes. So yep. I just think stylistically it doesn't match up great. Um, so for that reason, I'm saying G by a decision. Yeah. I'm saying that I'm going that way too. I thought you were taking Lugo. No. Well, I take, take G take by G. decision. Give me the guy that's going to, get to legs consistently and I think he's a better scrambler than Lugo too. Yes. Yeah. I agree. That's 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 why I'm taking him, because he's better scrambler. And Lugo if Lugo doesn't finish Chris McLean, I mean, that's turning that's turning Lugo's points into G's points, which I can see happening. Correct. So that is one forty nine. We move on up to hundred and fifty seven pounds. Caleb Young versus I think it'll be Wyatt Sheets. I'm not ruling out that we'll eventually see Andrew Schomer's back here manning 157 pounds. And if so, I think that's that's I don't know, maybe this is probably a toss up both both ways, but man, Sheets has has dropped some matches this year. He's looked better of late, but I, I think I, I think Young's a pretty solid favorite here, but I don't see Young widening the gap. Or I guess before we get into the match, are we under the assumption it's gonna be Wyatt and are we gonna predict based on that i am okay agreed all right then we have agreed so let it be written i i, I think young young uh, he's another guy that hasn't really um he'll win controlled matches uh but he doesn't really open things up um i'll take him i don't even know that there's that much to talk about in this match but i'll take take young by decision i will as well young decision Forever young. Forever young. Are you guys impressed by Sheet's performance against Jock Hughes? Um, so, you know, a little bit. Not super impressed, though. Wasn't, like, blown away. Um, I mean, he didn't win. And Jake Hughes is, like, you know, he's 14th. So, I, I think he looks good. I think, he, I think Sheets will eventually be an All-American caliber guy. I don't think he is right now in this moment. Yeah. I think he's just – Solid right yep. now. That's a, and that's the other thing with Shomers, man. Look at this weight. I mean, just look at it. Just read these names. Yeah. Look at these results. 
if Shomers is down at 57 and good, he is right there with any of these guys. You can tell me he can't beat Steve Bl uh, Blyze. He had Blyze beat. And then Blyze went like Hulk smash right at the end. Um, Eric Barone, Keyshawn Hayes, even Caleb Young. What's, Bur what's Barone and Keyshawn rank? Ninth and eighth. Yeah. But Caleb Young is seventh and Larry Early is sixth. And yeah. then it gets, and then I think it really changes tiers, even though Early has the win over um, Hydley. I think Nolfberger, Deacon, Hydley, Pentelio. I feel pretty reliably that those are the five best guys in some order. Probably something like that order, except maybe I'd put, yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, with Young and those guys, I think you can shake them up and, because no one has really cemented themselves as a, Yeah, as that's a why I said, I mean, that's another reason. Like, I mean, it's. It's pointless now, but looking back, why the plan wasn't for Boo at 57, I mean, who can beat them guys? I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. Okay, so we're So Young agreement. all around? What did Nomad take? Nomad said Young. No. And then all 165, right. this is a rematch. Chandler Rogers, Alex Marinelli. This is the only. This will be only their second meeting, I believe. It was a Carver-Hawkeye win for the bull last time around where the deciding the deciding takedown was a, a counter go behind from heavy hips from Marinelli runs behind gets his two and then there was a late takedown think kind of a desperation thing at the end as I recall but a very close match last time around but I think at that point the I don't think Rod, Rogers was wrestling a little better than maybe he is right now mm -hmm. and more importantly, I think Bull is just wrestling as well as we've ever seen him, right? And his pace is so problematic, and he's shooting a lot more consistently. And when he shoots, I mean, you see he finishes at a really high clip. So I think I think he's a pretty – like going into it last year, I'm pretty sure I actually picked Rodgers to beat uh, Marinelli last year. Now I feel super strongly that Marinelli's going to gonna get the Could win Could this here. one get out of hand? No. Did this one like unravel? No, you don't. Oh, you don't well, see a scenario. You don't see a scenario where um, Bull gets one, and then maybe Chandler tries something funky, and and Bull gets another one, and then it just unravels. I suppose, but I don't think there's much. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think there's a lot of track record for that happening to Chandler. You know, he's had this yeah. crazy arsenal all along, and normally when yeah, I, I just don't see that happening, personally. I think he's comfortable enough that he's not going to get blown away. But, yeah, I, I mean, like, if there was bonus points in this, I would be pretty stunned. Mar Marinelli doesn't get a— No, I mean, I don't know. I guess I don't mean bonus mean, points. But you mean, like, 7-2? Like, yeah. Okay, I could see that. I could see it being, like— I could see it being three takedowns to none with riding time for Marinelli or something like that which would maybe get us in that range. So, yeah, maybe in a way I do think it's possible. I mean, he took down uh, Wick three times. He can maybe do it here, but I I'm thinking it's a one-to-two takedown match for for Alex Marinelli. Yeah, I'm taking the bull. I don't think that, uh, you know, Chandler's not been um, clicking on all cylinders. And I think in, in the best-case scenario, if Chandler is clicking on all cylinders – at home, it's probably a toss-up match or a slight, slight bull edge, but I'm picking bull rather confidently, I would say. 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Uh, Daniel Roy picks the bull. Kyle Brackey. I picked the bull as well. Uh, I don't see how Chandler can take him down. This is the worst whiteboard war ever, by the way. <laughs> this is like complete Listen, uniform he, agreement. He got, he got to legs. Chandler got to legs, and he got to his lock um, in the first match. He just couldn't finish. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know if that changes. I Marinelli is so down. dang strong. It's crazy how strong he is. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't know if it changes either. So okay, okay. Now we're at one seventy four, and I guess Oklahoma State's in the lead at this point. And here's, I think after we do this, we have to pick our like where where we're most like concerned. This something crazy could happen. Get switched because I feel like it's really What's strong. The, has anybody Oklahoma been keeping State score? No. If you if you just have a decisions the whole way, we're tied at nine. Okay. Okay. So I think Iowa needs a they they almost need to be ahead here. Because you're coming into yeah. the Smith brothers, as uh Bracky called them, then um eighty four. Okay, that'll be the yeah, that'll be Smith Brothers, then Weigel, then Stoll. I mean it's gonna be it's gonna be tough here. Okay. So 174, we've got, I guess, is it the dealership? Is it Keegan Shaw versus it's dealership? It's, it's Dealershaw. Dealershaw. TJ Dealershaw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, I would like to operate under the assumption this could be Steve Bowman, Chevy Dodge. Um, so we'll go with him. I think, I mean, what? not much to say here, right? Not much I, to say. Not much to say. Joseph should win here comfortably. Um, the The question is bonus. I don't see bonus here, but I could see bonus here, right? I'm not going to predict it, yeah. but it can definitely happen. Yeah, I'm not predicting it either, but um, I don't. I think this is one, you know, where the gap's wide. It's not going to be a one point, a one takedown match. I think Joe wins by a couple takedowns. Yep. Now the question is, you know, he's gonna have to weigh in light here. He's probably gonna weigh one sixty eight or something, one sixty nine. I don't know. Um, yeah. Is that a I don't factor at all? He's also on a three match losing streak, which has maybe not happened in his life. Um, I ain't worried about that. I ain't worried about the weight. What? But his losses to, were what? Luhan, Daniel Cut- Lewis, Cutler, Cutler. I ain't worried about the weight. He got the gravy, dude. He ain't sucked out. <laughs> I mean, he got the gravy. You, you tell That's you tell analysis. me I gotta you got you tell me I gotta weigh in three pounds less to buy tomorrow. I'm like, uh, all right, cool. I'll skip that third dinner. So you're so you're comparing yourself to Joe Smith. That's uh, no. I'm saying I'm I'm saying when you got the gravy, dude, you got the gravy. You got it. You got it to lose. Okay. All right, Mr. Gravy himself, Kyle Bracky, what do you like here? That's an insult, I think. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take Joe Smith's decision. I want to pick the major. But you're scared. I am. What's holding you back? You're so scared, dude. You know what? Screw it. Major. Wow. Wow. Is that our first bonus point of the it other is. than yeah. other than no, no, the, no. Nomad pick Dayton to pin to Santa? <laughs> um, okay. It's going to be really funny when uh. he does it. <laughs> Oh, that would be that would be that would be the most nomad uh, prediction of all time. 
Remember when uh, Joe Smith beat David McFadden eleven to four? Yeah. If that guy's That's around, fun. if that locate that guy, if that guy's here, we're gonna be, we're gonna probably be like we didn't think he could. We didn't pick a major here. Well, Kyle did. Kyle's the one guy. Kyle with did. The, all right. I'm not picking it. I don't know. Shaw can Shaw can fight. It's oh, now it's Shaw. Shaw. You it's think, not Shaw's. Birth. Are they gonna sub him? If they can sub, second period I actually, Shaw. I actually like the major over Bowman better than Shaw. I'll take I'll take Joe to major Bowman. Oh, now you're changing. I won't take I won't take him to major Shaw. I feel the opposite. I, think, I feel the exact I Shaw, opposite. Shaw was not listed Shaw, on the probables. And he has right, not wrestled since the Nebraska duel. I don't think he's going to wrestle. Okay, so Willie's got a major for Joe over Bowman, but if Shaw wrestles, he's got Shaw over Joe by regular decision. That's what I, that's what I said. Mikey Labriola majored Shaw. You don't think Joe Smith Yeah, would? not Joe Smith. No way. Um, I don't know why. That, Keegan Shaw is, would be well undersized here, too. He's going to get horsed around. Yeah, I know. Joe, Joe will beat the heck out of him. Undersized by a guy that's, well, I mean, he's also weighing light. But you said Scott's he's a gravy. Six, man. So are you recanting your gravy statement? Are you recanting your gravy statement? Okay, well, Keegan Shaw's a 49 by the Iowa roster. True. But that was a late major by Labriola. Anyway. A major's a major. <laughs> he didn't major him in the first period, Jackie. <laughs> All right. It's well. not like he was woodshedding him. He was ragdolling him. What are you talking about? Labriola was throwing uh, him around. Not until the third. Not until the third period. Uh, I think this news. match. I think this match will have a third period, Willie. Fine. Let's. Why, we're talking about a match that's not even happening. <laughs> I because know, of you. Because yeah. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it in the minutes. <laughs> we're talking about a match oh, that can't happen. And make sure you tell show. everyone it was your fault that we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. I need you to own it. Uh, it's one of our All core right. values. Here it was 14 sports. to four. It was a woodshed. 14 to four. Get out of here. But it wasn't 14 to four until the third period. Okay. You know what I'm saying. It was I'm... like three points. I don't know. Got it. It wasn't a lot. Going into third. 184. Jacoby Smith versus Bitcoin, a.k.a. Cash Wilkie. This is one. This Is a, Is this a Spidey Sense one? I don't know. Because Jacoby should definitely win this match. No problemo, but Cash Wilkie. Kind of a. I know, Cash Wilkie. This is the one where I'm like, mm. if you're gonna Iowa go a little, if you're going a little zany, if you're gonna say, well, I was gonna make, this spooky is the one. Dust, right? Spooky dust, and uh, but at the same time, Jacoby has been so good at 84 to the point where Nomad has kind of raised this issue. Like, why are they getting him out of it? Are we sure Gear is the better guy at 84? Um, and not that that's necessarily what they're saying, but by moving him down, but still, it's like he's beating some really good dudes. Beat Foster. I mean, he smashed Foster. Yeah. <sighs> double dang. This is a double dang situation. Um, Maybe they can get geared down to seventy-four. All right, Bracky, you go first this time. How about it? I will take Kobe Smith. I like this matchup for him. I kind of don't. I feel like Wilkie's really strong. Like not gonna get blown through, double to single. I don't know, man. The, I, maybe I'm I'm so stupid. I don't know. Willie, you go. <laughs> this is this one is hurting me. You're like you're like the coat. You're like the Fonz in the Water Boy, <laughs> pretending to fake. He goes left. I'm a to- uh, yeah. 
Henry Winkler uh, and I just tortured geniuses. So I don't know. I I believe in Wilkie every step of the way. And then a couple weeks ago, I say, I'm out. I'm out on Wilkie. They and now, sense. Yeah. And now I'm probably stupid for picking Jacoby. And all no. I was able to say There's no way I you're stupid you so. for picking Jacoby. Jacoby is the very much conventional wisdom favorite here. You were you've been high on Wilkie so much. I went back and re-listened to the whiteboard war we did in August for this one. You're like, I just like Wilkie. I was like, what are you talking about, man? Why? What is this based on? It's based on nothing. And really, there's not a ton to be that excited about. He wrestles everyone so close. Yeah. No, I'm going with Jacoby. I just... This is the one I'm going to hate myself the most. You're doing it? No, but I'm, I'm going to take Jacoby. But... I think I'm really gonna hate myself. Why? I don't know this, why you would hate yourself because you always poo-poo Wilkie. Yeah, I know. Why would you? Why because would you take him? it would be great to, you know, that would make that would make it even sweeter. Right, but I'm going with him. Uh, give me, give me Jacoby. But this is definitely one the Hawkeyes can win, one thousand percent. He's gonna weigh like one seventy-eight or something. Here's the thing, though. Six pounds. I mean, you talk about you talk about Will, yeah. And Will, can I get a gravy situation? Can give me the gravy sitch for Jacoby? Jacoby? Did you ever see Jacoby? <laughs> he ain't got no gravy, dog. No gravy. That dude's nothing but eye beams. He's steel. I don't even know. Oh, eye beams. I thought you meant hey. IBMs. You hey. say this like looking through the duel, right? When we get done and we have Oklahoma State something and Iowa something. You, it sounds like you're going to go back and say, okay, which matches can flip, and you're going to point to 84. I think, like, I think 49, maybe more than that. You think you think 184 is the most flippable? Um, We'll get to it. We'll get to most flippables. You know, okay. we always do most flippables after, okay? That's our tradition for years now, Willie. Don't try to buck the tradition when we do the flippables. Now, um... Will or Willie? Um, what does no? Roy have? So CP, who'd you take? I, I got Jacoby. He's Smith. Oh, he had. He said oh, yeah. Smith and Smith Brothers Incorporated. So that means he picked Jacoby. Um, does Willie Kyle, have? Does Willie have Jacoby? He okay. has Jacoby also. Okay, cool. Kyle, do me and you have the same exact thing? No. We're we're all one point off. I have. It, Oklahoma State sixteen to nine. You guys have it fifteen to nine because I took Joe by major. No, I took Joe by major too. You did? Yeah. So okay, then yeah, right, we I do have the same score thing. Six, sixteen nine going to now. This is a this is low key one of the most interesting ones at a time. Other I know thing. we haven't talked about this one. I think Warner yeah. Weigel. And you know the the obvious maybe the low hanging fruit here in this one is. We watched Tanner Sloan tilt this guy up, Jacob Warner, and tech fall him. Okay, what does Weigel do? He's like probably the best tilter at this weight. Do you just say, just right there, that's all we need to know, right? J Jacob is not a super he – he's not – I mean, he's a freshman, right? He doesn't have that consistent leg attack as of yet. Um. I, th I think the matchup is good for Weigel, right? How do you not say that? But this is, I think this is, when we get to our most flippables, 
Maybe it's this one. But yeah, there's no con think, conventional wisdom. is just Weigel, straight up. I think all the ingredients are there, like, that you say, yeah, Weigel. Weigel by decision. That's the that's the safe pick. That's the, the information's there to make that pick. But I don't know. I feel like Warner, you know, when, when Warner's getting tilted up, Warner kind of appeared out of sorts that whole tournament. I, I didn't think, I mean, I don't think that's the version of where Warner is now. I don't know if it's physical training. I don't know if it's mentally. I don't know what it is. But I just felt like when things started going sideways at Midlands, Warner got a little derailed. Yes, I agree with that. Now, let's think. Um, Weigel needed a late takedown against Coling to win. He didn't you know look great what, though, against Air that, Force. Wasn't that frustrating? Like it's watching. so frustrating, Willie. Like, I'm watching. No, not that it was close, but it's like. It looked like Weigel got pissed that it was close, or Weigel got pissed about something, and then he just tra freight train doubled him. Like, yeah. Why don't you just do that? I don't know. Just shoot more. A Dan Law. But he doesn't. One time, caught me and Kyle were in Stillwater <laughs> one time, and he was within like 14-0 after the first period. Didn't get the major, or didn't get the tech, or something like that. He got the tech because of riding time, but he didn't score another point the last two periods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I listened Crazy. to it. I, yeah, we talked about that on the uh, on the whiteboard war in August. Y'all mentioned that story. He does do that. I'm doing it. Buckle up. Jacob Warner wins this match. I don't hate it. I don't. Yeah. I mean, Weigel, if Weigel's going to play it close to the vest like that, um, I, I, you know, I see Warner. I mean, Warner was an elite. High school guy, you know, he just crush everybody. Um, my can he th my score a takedown on Weigel? Sure, but I'm not picking it. My thing with Warner is, like, so much of his dominance was freestyle. I'm still picking him. But it, it, just going back to his high school thing, he just, he just liquefied ribs with his gut wrench. He had the best go-behind gut wrench. and But still, I think it's going to happen. Um, I'm, I haven't really picked anything but chalk this entire one, and I've kind of feel I feel all right about this one just given the trajectories give me give me Jacob Warner go ahead Willie all right I don't hate it no I'm taking I'm taking Weigel I don't know I'm taking Weigel I guess from top work yeah that's that's the that makes sense Kyle Bracky. I'm gonna take Weigel he's really comfortable in close matches like this that's a great point too he, I mean, he, the dude just finds ways to win, whether it's riding time, getting a late takedown against Coling, who made no attempt yep. to shoot whatsoever. Um, That's a great point. So, and I don't trust Jacob Warner's bottom game. Like, whether he gets turned or not. Is he going to get away? Right. So that's a point in two minutes of Warner not being able to do anything. Uh, give me Waggle. Love it. Um, that's that's gonna be a fun. One. We need to talk about that one some more. I think that's gonna be maybe the most exciting. And really telling matches, you know, it's, it has major implications down the line. Yeah, uh, yeah. What is what is Weigel ranked? Is Weigel ranked ahead of him? No, we kind of gave him a solid, respectful sixth spot um, behind yeah. Warner and Miklas, which is based totally on what I mean. The guy beat Kyle Cannell and um, Michael Machiavello last year, so it's kind of a respect thing and. <laughs> You know, he's back wrestling. There's no reason to think he's not 
what he I was. I don't recall. That was in Italy. I don't think that was really close. No, was it? Not, not particularly. <laughs> no, it was five four. That's not it was close. Five, four? Not till the third. <laughs> not, not till the third period though. That wasn't uh, the final boy. score until the end. Okay. You're gonna go with that. You're gonna run with that one. Okay, li- heavyweight. <laughs> You said it. I'm not running with it. You said it. Heavyweight. No, there's, you, you know what I'm talking about. I, You're just, you like to run with those things. Run till that. All right. Derek White, Sam Stoll. Someone said this stat, and I suppose it's true because I, I, just, I just believe them now that as I search in my memory. Sam Stoll's not been taken down this year. Not been taken down. Now, he he did not wrestle Gable Stevenson, who's one of his Gable specialties is taking other humans down. Um, But he hasn't wrestled. He hasn't been taken down yet this year. I feel like Derek White's going to need a takedown, but maybe not because we've seen Stoll ridden out. I think this version of Stoll is not the version that beat Derek White last year. Absolutely not. Therefore, heretofore, I declare Derek White the victor here by a decision. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm taking Derek White too. I don't know Stoll. He Stoll might not have been taken down this year, but how many takedowns does he have? Fair um, point. So he took down the I don't deuce. Know. It's, it's it's really it's really hard to uh, it's really hard to pick against White when he can he can go out there. If you're telling Derek White, okay, watch Sam Stoll's last two matches. Okay, now. What you're going to do is you're going to go out there for three minutes. You're going to hand fight. Then you're going to take bottom. You're going to escape. Stoll is either going to take down and you're going to ride him out or ride him for at least a minute, or he's going to take neutral in at which time you just hand fight for two more minutes. Well, this is, and that's where can, can white stand there and not get moved around by Stoll? I mean that if he has to go five minutes, not getting pushed around small mat, did you see their match last year? I did. They didn't get pushed around last year. Um, he I felt like he got forced into some bad shots that put him in bad position. I'm pretty sure the mm. shot he took was on the edge. Maybe, but this ain't the same Sam Stoll either. From neutral, it's not much different, buddy. I uh, just it's not the same guy. And he still almost beat him last year. What would you do if Stoll like <laughs> he had a completely different stance and was started shooting low singles? <laughs> <laughs> Let I me. would enjoy it more. Oh, snap. This is the scene of the crime. This is where he got hurt two years ago. This is where he got hurt. Yep. Against Schaefer. That's really, that really stunk. Um, hope that doesn't happen again. But I've got White winning this one. And I think uh could be a little closer than you guys are giving it credit for. I know White has been awesome this year. He's only lost to Gable. He beat Kassar, who's been great this year otherwise. But I think, you know, Sam, a lot of people saying he won't wrestle this match. I think he definitely is going to wrestle this match. I'd be really surprised if he didn't. Um, then again, I said that Spencer Lee would wrestle Sebastian. It. But they, they need him. I don't him. see any way on God's green earth that you could look at the matches recently and see a way where Stoll takes White down. I mean, you, I mean, you raise a good point in that he moves them around. He could move them. Hypothetically, he could move them around. I just don't see it in the last... I mean, I don't think Sammy's there. I don't think he's healthy enough to do that. Okay. Okay. Now, Now. 
Where is this most Where likely to go wrong? The flippables? The flippables. Hey, what? Kyle Becky, can you give us final scores? Yeah. Willie and I, 22-9 for OSU, 18-12 for UCP. Great war. Yes. Um. Now, man, 22-9? Right. That's not going to happen. Hawkeye yeah, haters. Yeah, you're Hawkeye haters. No, we're not. I only have them we losing just by probably six. went chalk in matchups that we're not sure about. Or 18, 12. Nine? What did I? What did we not? We didn't pick anybody in the back half, did we? No, that was yeah. We we had Oklahoma State They're sweet. Fa- Oklahoma State's favored from seventy four up, um, and we just went chalk there. All right, so they're probably, but so Iowa needs like a plus two flip to even make it competitive. Take well, away not, six from not in my scenario. From, my scenario well, yeah. is one match, one match, and it's fifteen fifteen, and it comes yeah, down to match given, points. Let's get them Warner. It's giving them Warner. Yeah. So if if DeSanto, Lugo, Murin, um, Shomers or yeah. Sheets, I mean, there's four. Any one of those. Wilkie, Wilkie. My, oh man, it's one of those. Sometimes duels are so much closer than the score can indicate. But I really think, I think the ones where we look back and say, okay, for me, it's 84. Um. And I'll say 84 and 41. The, the weird thing about it is name name a flip in this duel. We just made all our picks. Name one flip in this duel that your head would explode. With the Okay, maybe 74. Uh, 74, my head would explode. Literally, I would have no more head. Okay, that's the uh, only one, right? Yeah, I mean, I, Brack and I were Every talking matches. yesterday. There's nine within the margin matches here. Nine. Yeah. I mean, very yeah. reasonable. Rogers went, it's not audacious for Rogers to beat Alex Marinelli. It's not audacious no. for Wilkie to beat Smith. He beat Vins. It's not audacious for I mean, Murin. Marinelli was Marinelli was sixth last year at NCAAs. Rogers was seventh. Austin, not, De, Austin DeSanto did what Dayton Fix could not do to Nick Suriano. Take him down. Like yeah. I, I think that's maybe, hello, that's the most flippable. 33 for sure. So it's right there for Iowa to win it. They're going to be in competitive matches. They're going to be one in the third period. And if you know, what if Spencer gets a pin, right? That's going to change yeah, everything yeah. because I just don't That's... see, I don't see Oklahoma state with many bonus opportunities apart from 74. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So if he, if he can get a pin or a tech or even just one bonus point, that's going to be big. Um, so that's kind of where I see it being most uh, most flippable in that one. Um, so we both think we all three think Oklahoma State. And to close out, um, oh Danny Boy's picks. He had Weigel and Derek White to close it out. Cowboy bulk job. One of them by Tech. We yes, he did have he did have um, White by Tech over Stoll. So yep. he has Dayton by Pin over DeSanto and White by Tech over Stoll. He said. And he actually said here for the tech, no, no near fall, just straight takedown. <laughs> he says thirty um, to thirty to fifteen. You know what that means. <laughs> all right, he's on the record. The most points Stoll has given up all year is three. Three. So you know it's going to be low scoring. So you know he's getting teched. Okay. All right. So that's that. Um, we went over the most uh, most flippables. Any any thoughts there from Steve and Kyle? 
as we go? No. Okay. You guys nailed it. Oh, wow. Thanks, man. means a lot. All right, what we got next, Willie? Where do you want to go? Well, wanna talk, wanna, should we go Alien Hour right now? Let's go Be, Alien Hour. Because can, I, I, no, briefly, I want to say something about business. Are we talking business? Is it booming? We're talking business. We're talking no, business. These, these, uh, these idiots, and I call them idiots, that don't know how capitalism works, I guess, are, are like – now there's now there's this one duel on flow that everybody wants to watch and people are saying uh it should be on cable oh if flow was doing the right thing for the sport it would make more people make it more accessible to people mm-hmm. listen flow flow bought the rights to it when nobody else wanted it flow paid the most money it made the most sense uh for oklahoma state to go with our deal than other people's deals so why, um, when we're paying, we're doing all this production, now it's the Super Bowl one, and now it should be on a station, a network that never gave one iota? I mean, think about what you're saying here, number one. Um, that was number just number two, one. Yeah. It, 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 it's, I mean, there's people that literally said if Flo had the best interest in the sport, they would – let it be carried by somebody bigger. Well, first of all, probably you're probably 50 and you think television is free and you probably think like the, the discrepancy between those who have cable and those who don't have cable is, is a vast sea of, of difference, which is not Christian. Yeah. Back me up here. Well, I think one ESPN, there's just a, a, a a very strange infatuation with ESPN that it's insane. it is, it is amazing. The, the, the obsession and what is it not painfully obvious ESPN doesn't, they don't care about wrestling. Ask the Ivy league coaches that we communicate with how they feel about all their duels being on, on ESPN now and how it's uh, hindered them and what they're able to do and what they want to do. They, they don't want it. Right. So I think that is, um, that that is one thing the the ESPN obsession get over that number two they don't want this they don't want it they didn't want Iowa Oklahoma State so you're mad at flow that we have it well we're the ones that that care we're the ones that are trying to tell Alex Marinelli's story and Spencer Lee's and Austin DeSantos and Dayton Fix we're the ones trying to contextualize this so I'm sorry you don't feel like it should be on flow but there wasn't a long line to get to to get these rights and that says what they, they say about our sport. Now, sure, would it be great if, you know, we had a, a, a Super Bowl and it was, you know, wrestling was the biggest sport in the in the world? Yeah, that'd be great. And if it was on, you know, NBC primetime, like like the Super Bowl or whatever, the Super, whoever carries the Super Bowl, I don't even know. Yeah, I will say, sure. I will say that if those, if those networks do their due diligence and, and, and cover the sport – 12 months a year. Exactly. Um, and that is the huge difference, Willie. That is what they're missing. They're so they right. want that they want that NFL treatment. You have wall-to-wall NFL coverage on ESPN, on Fox Sports, on all of these networks. They're just non-stop NFL. That's what we are trying to provide at Flow for wrestling, right? But well, I, but here's I, a, well, hold on, Willie. Hold on. Let me go. The the issue is 
and, and everyone thinks, okay, we cast this wide net and people will happen upon this wrestling event and then they'll love it like they love football. They love football because they know what's going on. The problem is, and, and just ask yourself this, and you're, not, you're lying to yourself when you think, oh, I'll, the, the casual fans or the casual viewer will happen upon this and they'll watch it and then they'll like it. Has that ever happened to anyone? Have you? I think of all the random sports that are on ESPN, ESPN2. I haven't become a fan of one of them in my life. I didn't start liking, um, you know, bowling or pool or anything like that because, and they partially because they don't really cover those sports. They just happen to show them, right? There's no actual coverage of the PBA on on ESPN. There's no real focus on, you know, they have spike ball in there, but there's no contextualization on ESPN. They just happen to put it on there. And if you put it on there and you have no context about what Iowa and Oklahoma State is in the sport, and you don't know anything about these kids' stories, why are you going to care, okay? But you're getting that um, with Flo, and I, I just completely um, disagree that, oh, you put this thing on ESPN primetime, boom, we got all these eyeballs, and it's, it's yeah, going to change it's, everything. I mean, it, first of all, we, we, we do the context all year long for NCAAs. It's, it's, it's us in the streets every day with NCAA coverage, and ESPN cashes in on on the NCAA tournament with, you know, us building up the context for twelve months, um, and you know the other thing is, so what? So Flo does this thing twelve months a year, and then when there's a Super Bowl, somebody else should have it. You know, I mean, you don't think that we deserve the 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 big one? We don't, you don't, we don't, well, I don't, we don't even care that. about, I don't even care about that. I mean, it's like, I mean, sure. If you don't think, if you would prefer it on ESPN, fine. I mean, if you think they're whatever is better. Okay, fine. But, um, just understand no, how the, I mean, just understand how the real world works too. Well, yeah, that's well, for, obvious. I mean, they for, literally said, give it away. For me, it's just, they have every opportunity to go out and yeah. get these rights if they want to. And they don't because it doesn't get them ratings and they don't care. They would much rather have college basketball, which is going to drive ratings. Yeah. Why do we want to give them something that they don't care about? Yeah. It just happens in a vacuum. It's a one-off thing for them. And uh, Yeah. Sorry, guys. Um, sorry you're stuck with us. Sorry. Okay. Next up. This is themed. Uh, Kyle, you can explain, but it's time for everyone's favorite hour that lasts about 10 minutes. Kyle Brackey's Alien Hour. <laughs> Okay, so this week we thought we, with the Iowa-Oklahoma State discussion, we would go to, we're going to be in Stillwater, so we thought we'd go to Oklahoma and uh, dive into one of... Uh, Talk about that process, Bracky, because someone sent you a very detailed map. Yeah, it was really cool. Someone uh, DM'd me on Instagram a map of uh, humanoids around the country, mm -hmm. and uh, we've hit on a few of them already, actually, Mothman... Uh, the skunk ape, and I was going to do Wendingos last week. We didn't get a chance to do that, but we'll, we'll circle back. Um, okay. And this one I had not heard of, but it was on the map, the Oklahoma octopus, and I was instantly <laughs> intrigued. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, Willie. Um, There's so, no octopi. <laughs> nope. Just wait. No, there is. There's Animal Planet specials, I think. There is. It's called Lost Tapes. You can find it on YouTube. It's a 25-minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll embed it in the show. Yeah. But anyways, um, it is in, there's at least three of these octopus, okay? They're in Lake Thunderbird, which is near Norman, Lake Ulaga, uh, which is between Tulsa and the Kansas border, and Lake Tenkiller, 
which you're oh, probably shit. not good at Lake Tenkiller ever, uh, which is in Muskogee, which is near the Arkansas border. But it is a large, uh, horse-sized freshwater demon. And oh my gosh. it has been just sucking people <laughs> under. It just drowns people and they never find their bodies. The, the drowning Oklahoma rate, Oxford? yes, the drowning rate from Oklahoma from 2007 to 2008 went up 40%. It was the highest it had ever been since 2001. What? Yes. So people are terrible swimmers. There's either two things going on. They either can't swim, which no way. Or there's a there's a there's a there's a deem a demented octopod in yeah. the lakes of Oklahoma. Now, a lot of you will say, well, it's freshwater. How can an octopus live in freshwater? Great question. To you, I say, why was an octopus found in a lake in Arkansas? Okay? Mm. It was found there because someone got it as a pet irresponsibly, of course, and couldn't take care of it anymore and was like, I'm just going to throw it in this lake. And, <laughs> you know, it evolved. What? No. It, Why it did you assume that? Daggone it, Arkansas. It evolved. Who has an octopus pet? No, listen. <laughs> people do. This is like when people get no. alligators they and then they're like, Tyson? Salt water? Listen. They put salt water in their bathtub? Just listen, Willie, okay? It sounded like a good idea at the time. It was small. And they're like, oh, I got this saltwater tank. I'll keep it in here. And then it got really big. And they're like, I don't know what to do with this. But so I put it in the lake in Arkansas, and it evolved. It, be, it adapted. It, it is able to live in fresh water. And that is what this octopuses have done. Octopi have done. Oh, my gosh. Pusses. I'm going to go octopus. <laughs> if, you, if you are sounds naughty. visiting any of these lakes in Oklahoma, please be careful. Please be careful. And the one well, year... There's one near well, Norman. Could this to... could this potentially explain the troubles we're seeing with the Oklahoma wrestling team? It could. Is it? They is could it... be literally scared to death. They could be scared to death. Are they scared to shoot because they're worried an octopus <laughs> About... may suck them under at any given point? Yeah. Hey, absolutely. I, you need to get these. The word from the street. The word in Oklahoma. When you go to Oklahoma this weekend, ask if they're concerned. Ask if the citizens. How the citizens feel about it? I'm gonna ask around about it for sure. We're gonna ask around. Um, we're, we're getting there tomorrow, you know, midday. So we'll have a lot of time with the people of Stillwater and see, you know. You know. About, okay, listen, Spay's going, right? Spay's going. And you guys are going early. Yeah. Okay. Get Spay a scuba suit. Get him under with a waterproof camera, GoPro, in Lake. Ten kill. What is it called? Ten killer. Ten killer. Yep. Oh gosh. All right. We need space scuba. Well, the closest we one would be the closest one would be Lake Thunderbird because we're gonna go right through Norman. So maybe we just pull off those spay and see what happens. Yeah. Although I feel like we should use Kyle for scuba because then he could actually be scuba Steve. <laughs> oh gosh, dang it. <laughs> well, listen. Are we really what? gonna there miss no, that opportunity? There are no pictures of um. The Oklahoma octopus. So you know what? I'll do it, and I just need waterproof camera, and I'll be the guy that uh, uncovers that mystery. And it'll be great content for us. It'll be there's great. There's not content. one picture. No, there's not a picture of the. No, Willie, because it pulls people under from under the water, and they never find their bodies. And How are you gonna get a picture maybe, of that? In most places, that's called they drowned. <laughs> yes, he is drowning them. Why are more people drowning? Oh. Okay, so all drowning deaths in the U.S. are due to freshwater octopi. No, not all. Just the ones in those three lakes in Oklahoma. The percentage increase can be attributed to the octopus. We're not saying all of them. 
But you yes. want to live a closed-minded life? Yeah. Go for it. I'm going to believe in something. I'm going to hey, believe in a Kyle, demented... I believed in... I be Listen, I believed in Avril. I did an Avril challenge video. I know. A lot of people did. That was Twitter. great. Thanks. Um, I did that And I believed challenge. in it. I believed in it, Kyle. I just... This one, I don't know if I believe in... Octopi. That's fine. I just think people from Arkansas are driving over. They're saying, not in my, and they're just dumping octopuses <laughs> left and right. <laughs> That's smart not to get rid of it in your state. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. It's time for that Christian. That was alien hour. Now, now it's time for uh, CP's Department of Agri Agriculture. Um, okay. So back-to-back -back weeks, I've given away farms. And if you listen to me, you have four farms right now because you listen to me about Nickley versus McKenna and you listen to me about Hilger versus Stoll. Now, only a few bets are up on BetDSI, but there's one that I think from a pragmatic standpoint is very obvious, and it is Pat Lugo, Caden, Gefeller. Gefeller is a .5 point favorite, okay, which basically this is a pick em, all right? I don't there's, even know how that works. It, it started as a pick em. Okay, well now, now went to point five, which I think is still a pickup. Which is still a pickup to me. But I just think the odds are a little different. Doesn't matter. The point is, this is an easy one. From a from an odd standpoint, you're getting pick'em odds for G versus Lugo, which at no point have their seasons looked really similar, right? Now, there is the element that Lugo wrestles everyone close, so this one will be within the margins. Yeah, I agree with that, but I just think the points where are the points gonna come from? For Lugo, I'm just not entirely sure. I think this is a pretty clear one. Most of the lines are not that tasty. I said that uh, DeSanto plus two and a five is pretty interesting. But for me, um, bet the farm, Caden Gefeller over Pat Lugo. Boom. Okay, hey, um, I can get on board with that for sure. I mean, me personally, I wouldn't wager money until I saw. You'll bet after the match. No, I'm just saying I wouldn't bet a match with Caden in it until I saw his next performance because I don't know what he was last match. Uh, but if you're, you know, Department of Agriculture says it, you, you go with it. You get another farm. Um, I got the almanac. What do you, what do you think though of because Yanni McKenna's posted? Oh my gracious, I that's a stay away. Don't I don't know. I mean, what is the line even? Yanni one up one and a half. Think so, something like that. I don't know, man. It's you one know, and a half or two. You know, I changed my pick so uh, to McKenna to win it all, but I don't, man. I mean, I just, he lost to Nick Lee. I don't know. This is a tough one. I don't. We should make a pick here, though. We should definitely make choose. a pick. It's like, it's like who are you taking, Kyle Brackey? Who are you taking, Yanni or Joey? Yanni. Score hypothetically. Hypothetically I mean, ballpark. speaking, ballparking it, um, roughly 6-3. Whoa. Whoa. All right. Um, CP, what's your score, bud? Ballpark it, CP. I'm going to ballpark it ballpark. real quick. 3-2 McKenna. Ballpark Frank. You taking McKenna? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I picked him to win NCAs. What, am I going to not pick him now? I don't know. Um, Yanni, 4-3. Yeah, I'll probably be wrong here. That's a classic stay away for me. Um, that's a great match, though. I mean, it's maybe one of the most anticipated matches. of. It's the clear, I say clear, one versus two. The guy just lost to Nick Lee. Got it. Noted. Cool. But I think this is the NCAA final preview. 
And uh, I'm excited we'll see it a couple weeks before NCAAs. That's very exciting to me. Oh, a correction. Kyle Brackey lied to you on Tuesday about where we were staying for the NCAA um, – for NCAAs this year. He said we were I staying did? at the University Hotel. And we're not. It's actually called the Shady Side Inn and Suites. So there's suites. There's actual suites. No. So it's gonna be a murder hotel. Um, and yeah, it's called Shady Side Inn All Suites Hotel. So we're gonna be better off this time. I'm How far is it from the venue? Can we map it? It's four miles. Four miles. Oh, it's not even walk. He remembers. He remembers. <laughs> he remembers the GPS coordinates, but he doesn't know. I'm sorry, called. I couldn't remember the name. I just they knew it was another miles. murder hotel. <gasps> Uh, but to to your point, Bracky, I'm pretty sure we looked at one that was called. Maybe I thought that's when we ended up booking. I think we looked at one and we're like, oh my gosh, this is also called. Or maybe yeah. there was another was place we death by a thousand cuts. It was called Hotel yeah. in Sweden. <laughs> the MRSA Inn. Um, okay. All right. Should we go to questions from friends here? Yeah, probably. Right. We've got questions. Wait, they've got questions. We've got friends. Willie has none. It's unfortunate. Um, so we'll go here. Brock Desert, three count, no biscuit. Over, <laughs> over, under, six and a half undefeated wrestlers at the end of the year. Hashtag FRL questions. This this one may take a second, but I six think Six and a half? Six and a half. Over no. or under? You, under. <laughs> no. Okay, you say under. <laughs> um, what, 130, so we could well, have one at... 25 could have one with Sebastian. Or pitch, mm -hmm. or yeah, um, thirty-three. Uh oh, Kyle's laughing. We'll have to get to that in a second. Yeah. Thirty-three, Micic. Forty-one yes. could be could be Yanni. Forty-nine yes. could be Ashnault. Sixty-five will have an und or fifty-seven will have an undefeated. Could be sixty-five with Chenzo. Seventy-four with Mark. Eighty-four. 84 with Martin. Martin. Ninety-seven, 97 with Bo. With Bo. Dude, they all have an undefeated. I'm saying over. Yeah. The last three are like locks, and 57's a lock. Yeah. So there's four right there. So now all you need is like Yanni, Micic. I'd, I'd like the over here. You need three, though. It's six and a half. You need three more. Okay. Oh, you're, are you you're going, going over? To... Yeah, I'm going over. I mean, I think Vincenzo goes undefeated. I think – um. I think uh, Mark Hall goes undefeated. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Whoa. What if <laughs> could Penn State have four undefeated NCAA champs? I'm certain that's never happened, right? Mark, Chenzo, Bo, and who? Nolf, probably. Nolf. Yeah. All right, Gigglebox. What were you 40, laughing at? 40% 40, 40 of your lineup undefeated. <clears throat> so Joe K made little graphic about the three like biggest matches in Oklahoma State Iowa and one was <laughs> Derek White and Sam Stoll and instead of Sam Derek White he put bulk job as the <laughs> name and people on Facebook thought his name was bulk job <laughs> being from Oklahoma there's probably a, a said, kid at the roller tournament named bulk job some of these are great dude's name's bulk job um who names their kid bulk job uh come on people are saying that so did Oklahoma State's heavyweight come out of the womb a heavyweight? Because that's the only way I can figure out they came up with the name Bulk Job. Man, 
Well, this is Instagram, Willie. They don't know. No, what's it's going Facebook. On. Oh, Facebook. Bulk oh. job has to be the coolest call dressing name. Side note: How have I not heard of him? And how high is his ranking? <laughs> how how high are you? Uh, oh my goodness gracious, that's funny. How can these people be that stupid? So, are you taking over or under for the six and a half, Willie? Well, I think over. <laughs> you were so. You were so confident. Oh, at first, it seemed. Well, I didn't think wow. about. Wow. I mean, three of them are locks. Three of them are absolute locks. He Maybe forgot, four. He forgot about Nolf. Okay. <laughs> In, oh, say it, Kyle. Uh, someone goes, Heavyweight's Kyle. name is Bulk Job. LMAO. Damn, son. <laughs> <laughs> These comments are hilarious. All right. In honor of Iowa versus Oklahoma State week, which school got cheated worse in the NCAA semis? Iowa's Montel Marion overtime no call versus Kellen Russell or Oklahoma State's Alex Daring or overtime no call versus St. John? This is easy. Marion got hosed. He had like no no, no shade against Kellen Russell, but he had like clear takedowns. They just, they just did, decided not to call them, right? ringers thing he was on the single and there was a moment in time where like he was maybe behind or, or like had the other foot but it was he never like had a hold of it it just kind of like kicked out i never really felt like there was a clear two there for ringer there were a couple occasions where marion you, you should have just thrown up the deuce so i will say it's montel marion against kellen russell yeah for sure for sure uh steven kyle yeah agreed also, didn't J.O. get, like, hosed the worst? Yeah, J.O. got hosed the worst. <sighs> yeah. That was they literally insane. changed the rule the next year. Well, that, <laughs> that's my point. They changed the rule, meaning the rule wasn't it, clear, meaning, you know. It, was, it wasn't clear. It was stupid. Yeah, it, it was, was a takedown. Take yeah, come on, man. It's a takedown. Um, free J.O. That was, that was a crazy – that was crazy. can't believe that. This is a funny one since – um. Nomad's not here. Mark Dorney, how do you explain who Wrestling Nomad is and what he does when introducing him to your girlfriend who doesn't really follow wrestling much? Met Nomad up in Madison this past weekend. Hell of a time trying to explain who and what he does. He's just Nomad, I ended up telling her. I think that's about right. Just do that. Just do that. Whenever I try to describe my job, it's very much like that. I can't imagine trying to describe Nomad's job. With wrestling, Anthony Terlizzi, with wrestling evolving the way it has, do you feel like the past generational greats like John Smith, Terry, and Tom Brands, Lincoln McElravey, et cetera, would have had the same success in today's style of wrestling? I say absolutely yes, they all would have. Because I, I think their minds made them as special as anything, not their style. I mean, geez, John Smith is still ahead of his time from a technical standpoint. It's not like... His stuff has gone out. It's still being done today. Like, uh, I, I think absolutely. I think I think they would have uh, – shoot. I think they could enter the U.S. Open in place right now. How about that? <laughs> yeah. So, John Smith and who? Brands? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to give you access to that FRL doc here next show. Tom and Terry Brands, Lincoln McElravey. Um, yeah. I mean – Brands would have been good in any era. Not John. Uh, yeah, John too. But you All just right. said Lincoln McRaven. Oh, we already talked about John. Okay. Well, I did. All right. Um. Last question. Then we'll depart. Which guy ranked 
outside the top 12 at each weight. Wait, not at each weight. Austin Summer, just chill out with this question. 10-part question. No, thank you. But pick some guys outside the top 12 <laughs> that is your favorite to make a run in Pittsburgh. And a run can be defined as, you know, maybe make the quarters in place or make the semis or do something cool like that. For me, I see no one like that at 25. At 33, Tariq Wilson is currently 133. He literally did this last year. So he's a, a definite candidate to do that again. Now, we haven't seen him hardly at all this year, so he's got a, taken a big drop. But certainly him at 33. I will forever say Cade Brock uh, at 41. I think his skill set is, is tremendous. But also Dom Demas is outside the top 12. At 49, Brady Berge. Anthony Ardalona are some for me. Willie, feel free to jump in and give some. I'm just rolling right I now. I don't know. i got to look at the rankings. I don't know. I don't know who's ranked below 12. Got it. I'm going to have to pull up rankings. You could pull them up on your computer. Yeah, do you have a computer? Well, you know what? I'm going to get Manny on the yeah, horn see about getting you a computer. I'm also putting in these minutes and doing everything else. Goober. All right, Goober. Um, Cade Brock's the one for me. Like He has wins over a lot of the guys ranked ahead of him. And if he just can put it together for one tournament, yeah, he making a, a run. It's a, it's hard to say, man. Like nobody, Kyle Connell's absurd. That's insane. I, if I you would have think... said Kyle Connell's going to make a run, that's stupid. Right, right. I, I think he's a, certainly an outlier. But I think <clears> you know, someone like Machiavello is someone you know, not, not not even to win a title, but just someone like oh, he's really good. I can see him making the semis or do something a, a little special. You know who's no. not bad? Love to hear. I mean, I, th- this this question, and we get this question for every tournament, everything. It it you need an absurd answer because if it's not an absurd answer, it's it like doesn't duh. fit the criteria. How about Noah Gonser? Yeah, not that one. Okay, okay. You know who's good? I'm gonna tell you who's good. Love to know. Requeer Vandermeer from Stanford. Look at this dude's results. Beat Maruka Rolfing, Rolfing, Prince, Zavistoski. Yeah, he's been good this year. Losses to Josh Heil, Baby J, um, Bergie, and Mitch Feinsel. He lost to Baby J. Are you ready to refine that pick? Uh, Yes. (laughs) It was week one when potentially Baby J peaked. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Eric Schultz is ranked 12th. That guy could definitely be like top three or four at 197. So while he's not outside the top 12, I will say him. I will change the criteria to what I like. Kyle Bracky, do you have any uh, questions here you would like to answer that mm. I didn't go over? Da-da-da. I think Lugo. Is it Lugo 11? That would definitely be outside the top 12. So you want to say Lugo? You just changed it. Yeah, it's true. You know how else I got? <laughs> I think Bo Nichols going to make a run. All right, Bracky's got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. Oh, what about the Tristan Moran one? That one's interesting. Oh, very interesting. All right, this guy's handle at uh, – his his name is Just Want to Ask FRL Questions. Is Tristan, if Tristan Moran hadn't transferred, do you think he would be starting over Brock? Well, it's indisputable – Tristan has had a better season than Cade this year. So you kind of have to say yes, but at the same time, I feel like no. Because I think part of it is 
Who's starting to begin the year at 141 pounds, no matter what, at Oklahoma State? Yeah, who's starting? And then, so I think a lot of Tristan's thing is opportunity. So when would he have had this opportunity? Maybe at the Southern Scuffle. But I just think the limited opportunities would have kept Cade. Now, if Cade had struggled to this degree, I think we would be seeing Tristan. But I don't think it's easy to compare Tristan because he's had all these opportunities now. I don't think he would have had that. So great question. Just don't see it. Um, someone, uh, Brock Desert at Three Count No Biscuit wants my son's top five Hawks of all time. He probably only knows, like, the ones from last year and this year. Mitch Bowman is probably going to be on that list. But I'll get I'll get a current list from him on the he, – because he's coming on the How trip with me. How do you even me. answer that question? Like, I saw Flo tweeted that yesterday. I mean, I have, like, a list of, like, man, I can't decide. Your favorite Hawks? You don't know which one you dislike the most? As a Hawkeye hater, you a Nomad? Dislike? Yeah. No. I mean, I got weird ones on my list. <clears throat> like, I jo- really – Joe Johnstone. Johnston. Not Johnstone. Um, (laughs) Yeah, loved him. I liked him. I mean, I liked Mike Evans a lot. I know that nobody else probably would ever pick Mike Evans, but I am. Um, Can you explain why? Because he didn't do a whole lot. I just, you know, I followed him coming up through high school. I think you um, just liked him. Like as a human. Yes. Okay, got it. That fits the criteria, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it fits the criteria. Um, I don't Tony. know. Tony, I love Tony. Uh, who else? I don't. I don't even. Tell know. Me, who's your favorite Hulks? My favorite. My favorite. Man, it's tough. I'm not even gonna say. I don't even want to say. Cause I don't even what? know. I don't even <laughs> what know. What are you doing right now? I don't know who it would are be. You... I don't know who it would be. I know Bracky. You can't pick like a. You can't pick like a group of them. I love Metcalf. Like, I mean, I love Metcalf. Oh yeah, um, I love Metcalf too. Really, I always liked, I always liked Dennis a lot. McDonough was definitely, McDonough was up there, which is now weird because I know him really well. Um, but big Matt McDonough guy, and I also really loved Dan Erickson. Yeah, Dan, Erickson was awesome. Danimal was awesome. <laughs> Animal. Oh yeah, really big, big fan of him. Um, I was always irrationally high on Blake Raising. <laughs> Y'all may not re- – that's more of a deep cut. But um, I think he only started the one year. But he heavyweight. was – Heavyweight. Oh, yes. He was a heavyweight. I'm pretty sure he had to cut down. He was a large individual. Um, that's all I got. That's all I got. Bracky, any parting thoughts before we go? No, excited to get to Stillwater. It's going to oh. be a great weekend. Going to have uh, all kinds of great content today. Oh, at like 11, I think it's 11 a.m. Central, CIF State starts, one of the best state tournaments in the country. Yes. Yeah, Cal- boy. California. Willie had a really good preview of that. Brackets on Arena. Um, but, yeah, we'll be up there Friday night. A lot of great content coming out. few things. Make sure you're coming to Flow Wrestling probably once an hour. We're going to have some new hot content up frequently the next couple of days in preparation for the upcoming weekend, Iowa, Oklahoma State. Please do that. Make sure you are subscribed to this um, podcast on iTunes. Or Stitcher. I don't know if Nomad had got it on Spotify yet. I don't know how that he works. He has. He has? Yeah. Oh, man. Look at him. Gold star for the Wrestling Nomad. Now, I have to upload the show today like I like it used to be. So I don't know if I have to do something special to put it on Spotify. So if you're a Spotify listener, hopefully you're listening to this on Spotify and I figured it out. But it's possible I didn't. 
Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're starting to put a lot more stuff on there. We're starting to, you know, we think YouTube's here to stay as far as a video platform. And, um, you know, we, we've got a lot of market research on this. <laughs> Willie's. Willie, do you agree? Yeah. You agree yeah, about YouTube? YouTube? I don't know. It's just, it's a st small startup. But um, we want to do our part out. and support small business like YouTube. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start putting yeah. a lot more video content. So please subscribe on there. Um, we're at like 42,000 subscribers, which compared to our other channels is very pedestrian. Also slightly annoyed. Flow Grappling has 100,000. So the competitor in yeah. me is like, are you Help kidding me? Um, so get us up there. If, if everyone that listens to this subscribed to our YouTube channel, we would, we would take a pretty substantial jump. So thanks for that. Uh, Brad Gross, our man in the control room, feel free to play our outro tune. There it is. He had his index finger hovering over the button, just waiting for the cue, and there it came. One of the best in the business. We thank you guys so much for listening to Flow Wrestling Radio Live. 355 episodes strong. Sunday, 2 p.m., Oklahoma State, Iowa. You can only watch it in Gallagher, Iowa Arena or live on Flow Wrestling on your laptop on your Roku or Apple TV, your cell phone, Willie's uh, now broken Android. You can watch it on that. We will be in Stillwater tomorrow. We'll be en route this time tomorrow, so stay tuned to our social channels to see what we're up to. And that's it. We're going to watch out for the octopus. We're going to see if Steve or uh, Spay can hunt him down. And uh, we're going to stay safe. You stay safe. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>